Hi, I'm Elena Ferretti, Brand and Marketing Manager at Ariad, and this is Through the Maze, a series where professionals from our community are sharing stories and lessons from the twists and turns, dead ends, and successes they found in their careers. Today we're talking with Stefania Raffaelli. Stefania is an SEO expert and digital marketing strategist, currently working with Total Energies, Board International, and EFP. Hi, Stefania. Hello. Before this, Stephanie, a lot of your early career focus has been within the tech industry and B2B capacity. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Um, first, I um, studied um, marketing and communication and um, I did a bachelor degree in the UK. And uh, in the third year, we were able to do a presentation for a new electric car. It was back in uh, 2010, so electric cars were quite rare, and we had to do a campaign about it. And this is when I was like, oh, okay, I really like the tech sector, the innovation sector, etc." So this is when I decided to go more into a tech and innovation industry. Uh, what are some of the aspects in the tech industry that, that stood out to you, that mm-hmm. caught your attention? Um, what I really like about the tech industry is that it's a very, as I said, innovation uh, sector. You really have to do a lot of research of the market. People that usually work in the tech industry, they know a lot, a lot about the tech industry and they are very passionate about it. So it's really good to to go into that industry and to, to meet uh, these people um the thing is i really also liked um everything about applications softwares uh, it and of course the tech industry and the innovation sector uh, sector is where you can find these uh, these people so you also work with clients in other sectors as well and how has your tech or your B2B experience changed the way that you work in these other sectors? Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, I mostly work with the tech industry, but I always take other sectors like uh, energy, retail, um, real estate also. And I'm also working with, um, say, small and medium-sized company and big companies. What really helps me when I'm working with while working with tech companies or B2B companies, and then when I work with other uh, industries, is that first, when you work for a B2B or a tech industry, you really need to do a lot of research on the market and on the competitors, just because there are not a lot of competitors. For example, I've been working for companies that they are doing uh, softwares for um, yeah, financial softwares for big company. When I say big company, it's company with a... Uh, ROI of like $500 million per year. So it's quite a lot of money. Um, but yeah, it's to improve their decision making, which is really important when you're a big company. You don't want to lose any any money. And of course, these um, companies, they don't have a lot of competitors. It's not like Zara or retail. They, it's really focused. And there are also not a lot of companies that do more than 500 million per year. So the market is really small, let's say. It's not like B2C. So that's why it's important to do research on the market, on the competitors, on the persona, etc. So this is really important. And also you, you need to find a niche. Um, 
why because you the the, the persona is really important people at the end of the day you, you are not selling to a, a company you are selling to a person and so you need to sell with emotions even when you do b2b and this is something most of the people know for B2C, but for B2B, you're like, no, I'm, I'm selling to a startup, a scale-up, a company. But at the end of the day, so the person who's signing the check, it's a person like you and me. Exactly. So this is something that also helped me about uh, working in the tech sector and B2B sector and that I apply when I work with retail or energy sectors or other sectors. The third thing I'll say, it's uh, content. B2B and the tech companies, as I told you, there are people that are very passionate. And when you are passionate about something, you read a lot about it. You have to keep it up also, because in innovation sectors, um, the, the world is changing really fast. So people read, read, read. And if they read about you and your content is really great, they're going to see you as an expert. And if they see you as an expert, they will trust you. We work on different kind of content, on uh, different kind of content, depending on the um, where you are in the conversion funnel, etc., uh, etc. Et also, because the decision is long. People in the B two B sector, it's not like in the B two C sector. They you really need, there's a lot of money involved. Um, there's the the the, the decision making process is long. The budget high, so people really want to be sure that it's a good solution for you. And in the B2B sector, it's not unusual for a client to wait for a year or two to buy your product or your service. And this is something in the B2C sector or other sectors, we just are more aggressive, just buy it, just buy it now, you know, this kind of stuff. Just which, buy it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it works. I mean, it works very well. But if you apply this content strategy, which is more B2B and tech sector to the B2C sector, I think in long last, people will buy from you today, but you can do upsells and cross-sell um, very easily. So the customer journey before conversion is significant long, but then also the relationship after as as a customer. Yes. Is yes. As well. Yes. You will also see that in the tech and the B2B companies, when you have to cut costs, what happens? Uh, well, we had COVID uh, recently, but uh, in usually you, you can't decide to cut cuts, the B2B sector and the tech sector will really focus on the end of the funnel, which is the retention. So the client they have now, they will cherish them. And this will help them in the um, other part of the funnel, which are the conversion, etc., etc. B2B see sorry uh, industries will more be like okay we're going to put more money on the awareness because people need to 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 know us and to be honest i had really great experience on putting more the more energy and the more uh, time and money into the retention part of the funnel when you have to cut costs then into the awareness, which is the beginning with ads or SEO also, et cetera. So, yeah. I like that because it speaks to the customer relationship in itself. Like you feel more rewarded because you're more connected with this user base as well. 
And if we're making content, we're talking to our audience, whether it's early stage or late stage funnel, we have so many channels at our Mm -hmm. disposal. Do you have any philosophies or learnings in terms of our strategies in that sense? Yes. Um, the um, advice that I always give is to really focus on one channel. Some people sometimes and um, clients say, no, but we really need to communicate to everyone and to most of the channels. And I'm like, well, it's better to communicate intensively on one channel and less on the others because the quality of the client is, is very important. And this is what I was talking with the, the niche at the beginning and the persona at the beginning. You really need to send to someone, you need to send your expertise and you need to send emotions. Unfortunately, well, if you are Coca-Cola, you can do that. But if you are another, let's say, small company, you really need to, to focus on a, on a channel. When they are not able to focus or they don't want to focus, I mean, it's their business, they can they can. They can say that. Um, I always say, okay, I understand, but then try to focus at least 70% on one channel. The other 30%, you can do other channels if you want, but let's at least taste it for two or three months to focus only on a channel. And should that channel be TikTok? I like TikTok. <laughs> Why not? Yes. I mean, nowadays you can see that a lot of people are, it's, it's more easy. The algorithm of TikTok is pretty new. Mm. The LinkedIn al- al- uh, algorithm is also not that old. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, now they are, they are, um, old. But, uh, I think that for LinkedIn and TikTok, there's really a high chance to, to be seen by a lot of people. And what I also think about the, B2B and tech companies is that people like the expertise content, but at the end, they also like the fun and entertaining content. Mm -hmm. And this is something you can really see on TikTok and also on LinkedIn, because at the end of the day, all these status, they are really corporate um, status, etc. And um, I can see when I do my post on LinkedIn, at the end of the day, the post that has more likes or more comments other funny ones. Mm. So yeah, why not TikTok? <laughs> yeah, you're doing lovely LinkedIn content, by the way. I enjoy <laughs> your posts a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what else has really stood out to you from tech that mm. you think we should carry through? I think it's there are two things. One is the importance of innovation. Even if you are in an old sector, um, automobile sector or retail sector, a B2C sector for shoes, for example, these um, sectors, you can think there's no innovation or trends, but there is. And you need to be careful at all the trends that they can be in your market with your product or with your service and also with your concurrents. What's really funny, for example, is what, you know, some brands do this little funny war which is really friendly. I know Burger King and McDonald's do that. Uh, yeah. And at the end, it, it gives you, like, you like them more, both of them. So, yes, um, I would say that really the importance of checking the trends, checking the innovation in any sector, of course, B2B and tech um, industries tends to innovate a bit more, but every um 
industry has uh, their trends or innovation uh, process. And then the second thing I will say, it's networking. So it's also like in real life, you like to be with people that are interested in the same thing or you can learn from them or they can learn from you. That's also really interesting. Once again, I believe that in any industry, you have people that are really passionate about what they do. They know a lot of people. They know a lot of events. And I think that networking is also really important. Uh, Do you have any preferred ways of networking now, uh, in general, with our digital time, but since COVID, we're online a lot? Is that a good place to network, or do you think... Uh, you get a lot of value of, you know, moving around, meeting people physically, events. I think it's important to do both. Um, I'm working with a lot of uh, Canadian and American companies, which they, uh, one one thing is really nice is that they are more into digital, but because the country is more broad, Mm -hmm. so they don't, like in Europe, live in the same cities or in the same area. So they're really used to do coffee online and it's something that is really okay. When I was in back in Canada 10 years ago, I, I lived there. It was really normal for people to do video conference, which was not the case here. It's, it's the case yeah, here now, but no. no, it wasn't. So for me, it was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I also work in Northern Quebec. So it was a little city. So all my conference and all my meetings were online. Um, uh, but I also think that meeting the people in person is also good. So go into your sector, check all the events that you can have, the events that you can go to. You don't have to go to all of them. Go f- on, if it's one if once a year, twice a year, everyone has a different budget. We have a different life. So don't have the FOMO, oh my God, I was not at that event, so I missed so much. That's not the case. But if you go to an event... Please promote it. Put it on your social media. You can put that a week before. You can put back that on that day. And even like a month after or six months after saying, okay, I cannot wait for the next session of this event to come. And I would like to join. So yes, do both. Keeping the community alive from that event. That's really Yes. Nice. And yourself also alive. Mm-hmm. Because you continue to learn from these people and you learn from these um, uh, companies that go to the events. So, yeah. Stephanie, it's been fantastic talking to you. I'm wondering if you have any final advice for us. Yes. The advice I will say is even if it's only a little bit, do something every day. You can be very productive some days and be not productive at all other days. Let's try to have these days where you're not productive at all, rid of your schedule. Even if in one thing, take one or two tasks. If it takes you one hour or two hours, you're like, oh, now my day is off. Well, it's better to have a lot of things to do and to wish we could do it in one day. I know that when I'm working with some clients, sometimes they're paralyzed because there's so much things to do. But we need to start somewhere. So that will be my advice for today. Do a bit every day. 
Thank you. I'm going to take that advice as well. <laughs> Stephanie, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you. Same for me. Thank If you. I want to connect with you or ask you a question. Where can I find you on LinkedIn? Yes. So my LinkedIn is Stefania Raffaele. I, you can send me a message. I always reply. And I also have my website, which is stefaniarafaele.com. So very easily. Awesome. Thanks, Stefania. Thank you. Bye-bye. Are you a digital marketer in Belgium or the Netherlands? Ariad has open jobs ranging from performance marketing to e-communication, UX, project management, and much more. We offer both freelance and in-house opportunities, and you'll work exclusively at leading brands. Join our ambitious network to build your dream career and the future of digital. Check us out at ariadgroup.com and follow us on LinkedIn for more. Links are in the show notes. Ariad, your guide to the maze of change.